0: What up? Welcome to the GC Hammer Show. That's Jack Hammer. I'm Grant Cone. This is being simulcasted live on both of our channels. So if and we're gonna be disagreeing a fair amount today. So if you think Jack Hammer is winning the argument or making better points or more handsome or you simply want to show Jack Cameron some love go over to his channel watch the show uh wh- you know click through the ads on his channel and give him the super chats Jack how you doing hey,
1: I'm good I'm good how you doing Grant
0: I'm pretty good I'm excited to talk about this Ian Rappaport thing because he was so casual going on the Pat McAfee show saying like almost like he was not on the Pat McAfee show like hey guys you want to hear something Niners mm-hmm. called me and they pushed back like, he was telling us a secret and I think it's so funny. We think of Pat McAfee, or maybe some people do, as like an investigative reporter. Like he's not being in constant contact with these teams all the time. And uh, so that was good. And he he seemed like he was like letting us behind the curtain. Or maybe he was just playing us at, along with the 49ers. Why do you think the 49ers waited essentially a month and a half to call up Ian Rappaport and be like, hey, man. Your report that Sam Darnold's most likely going to start week one is way off. Why would you, why would you write off Trey Lance? They waited a month and a half to do it. Why do you think they did?
1: Well, I don't know if they, I don't know if they actually waited. I don't, I don't remember him saying a time frame there other than that. I guess I'm assuming, I guess that, I'm assuming that he made that he made the, you know, he, he said what he said. And then at some point they, they, they reached out to him to me. I think it makes more sense that the foreigners would have reached out to him immediately. Uh, uh, say be like within that day or two, asking, them, "Hey, why are you? Why are you doubting Trey Lance here?" And it's, it goes back to the. It, I think when you when you look at this, it's like, why are the Fortiners even reaching out to Ian Rappaport to begin with? Because there's really no reason to, to, for them to be worrying about what Ian Rappaport is saying in terms of uh, who their quarterback is. I, I don't remember the Fortiners making calls the rap sheet or. um any reporter back in 2021 during the draft when everybody was wrong about who they were that fact they were going to take Mac Jones. So why did they feel the need to even reach out here? That, I think that's really the bigger question is why at all, um, rather rather than the time frame. Because I don't think the timing happened after the draft. It just sounds like they just reached out to him and said, hey, why don't you believe in our guy?
0: Well we don't know exact the exact timing, but I think the timing is extremely important. And I'll say why. Um mm-hmm. to me if Ian Rappaport said this, this, I mean, he essentially reported that Sam Darnold most likely will start week one. If they had, re- I mean, that was at the annual meetings in Arizona in March. If the Niners had contacted him like, dude, what are you talking about? And he waited six weeks to like correct it. That's unprofessional. Like, dude, they corrected you and you didn't say anything. Like, what kind of false impression are you trying to create and why? Like, what agenda do you have? Are you friends with Sam Darnold? That to me is strange. What makes a little bit more, and I, we don't know for sure. I'm just guessing. But the reason I assume that he heard recently is, I don't know. I mean, they reach out to you now, and then you say something about it. Now, what's strange is he said it so casually. He didn't make a report on NFL Network. He just, like, let it slip on, Ian, on on Pat McAfee's show, which I think is interesting. To me, the timing is, it's after the draft. And I believe they were, the phones, they were at least, there was a, a Trey Lance hotline, and they were looking at it, and either it didn't ring or they answered it, and they didn't like what they heard. But... The phone lines were available. I think they were for Ayuk too. Um, no disrespect mm-hmm. to they were They were open for business. Business didn't get done. And I think now, you know, it's like, you know what? Maybe we got to pump up that trade value that we may have not helped. That's the cynical version to me. The other version makes me feel like, hey, they just got to OTAs. They just saw Trey Lance in person for the first time since he broke his ankle. He's been working with a new quarterback coach. He's been working with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe they like what they see. That's the non-cynical version of me. And that's why I think the timing is important. But again, we have no idea what the timing actually is.
1: Those are both really good takes. I agree with you. That's kind of, that's the the, the trade take was the, the direction I was leaning towards, why I think they probably did it a little bit sooner because that was when we were hearing about, you know, it seemed like, John Lynch was kind of putting out there, hey, he's available if you want to come and get him. Kind of the same thing with Randy Ayuk, and nothing happened there. So it's almost like hey, we'll listen
0: you- on anyone except for Nick Bosa and this person and this person, listen, but we'll listen to that. That's, that hotline is done, but this hotline is open. You got to love that. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so I, I, that's why I feel like this probably happened sooner rather than later. And I, I don't think it would have come out at all if it wasn't for that there was having a conversation and somebody brought up uh, the Sam Darnold. You know, they brought up the, the Matt Mayoko thing, I think is kind of what kicked off the conversation on Sam Darnold, right? Was the uh, the Mayoko best thrower in Fortnite history uh, comment and so on.
0: I think that one brought a little bit too much attention. Like the whole idea that the Niners were, I think they were just trying to whisper a little bit. Like, we really like Sam Darnold. There's a reason we gave him three and a half million guaranteed. There's a reason there's options in, her, in, in his contract. But Matt kind of took it to another level. Like, this guy is a a super quarterback and i don't think the niners even had that impression like maybe they talk that way privately but publicly i think they just want people to look at sam donald as a fun little project that could pay off down the line but i I don't know how invested they want to look like they are in sam donald because that's a major reclamation project too there's no guarantees with sam donald
1: yeah, and there's no guarantees with either of these two guys, but the thing right. is, that right. with, with with Mayoko's thing, because we haven't talked about it since then, when I heard him say that and I kind of thought thought back, my, my take on it was it sounded very similar to um, what that Philadelphia reporter was saying about Nick Mullins. A couple of years ago oh he's the best he's the best thrower in camp not necessarily mm-hmm. the best quarterback but he's the best yeah. thrower that's kind of what i and and so from that standpoint i kind of get what he's talking about what mayoko is talking about but yeah it's a little to me record. though it sounds like
0: saying lonnie walker is the greatest sh- shooter in lakers history
1: <laughs> yeah and it, it doesn't <laughs> i'm like hey man he did Yeah, no, i don't know and and that doesn't come out if he's not yeah if he's not hearing that from somewhere Someone around that building, he's not saying that if he's not... He's not going to come out and just say that on his own, I don't think.
0: Agree, agree, agree. Not to put not to put words in Maddie's mouth or anything, but... Yes. Uh, other, so, I didn't really watch that much of this clip because I can't stand Pat McAfee, personally. So, you watched the rest of it. Uh, what else did Ian Rappaport say that you found interesting?
1: Well, he was also talking about... So, there was a part about, uh, you know, what he said there, and he went on to talk about how in... Uh, during the draft, he was talking to all the different coordinators who were might be looking at quarterbacks. And there was one mm-hmm. coordinator in particular who told him that uh, Sam Darnold in 2022, the little bit that he played in the, the year, there were stretches there where he looked as good as he's ever looked in his career. Uh, that was one of the things that he Is that a compliment? About. I, I, you can take that for however you want to take it, depending on how it is. And the other thing that he did mention was – It is a nice thing to say. He, he came back and he talked about uh, the the performance that – that Darnold had at the beginning of the 2021 season when he had all of the weapons around him, uh, okay. And that's, I, I find both those interesting because listening to them talk, it sounded like 49ers uh, Twitter because yeah, of the yeah. way that they were going back and forth. And it's the guys who were, why are you bringing this guy in? Well, he brought him in for this reason and all oh, and sure. then, does anybody know what, does anybody know what's happening over here with, with Brock and all that kind of stuff. It was an interesting little kind of a back and forth.
0: I mean, I, Look, you have to have a reason to bring in Sam Darnold. I mean, it's not like we're going to be like, "Hey, he's trash," but we gave him three and a half million dollars. Like, of course, there are reasons that you would want to bring him in and feel like he's not—he has the upside to be more than just a third or second string quarterback. I totally get that because you could have drafted, you know, Stetson Bennett. You could have drafted Dorian Thompson Roberts. You could have done all kind of stuff, but you, you brought in Sam Darnold, and we're seeing the reasons why, and the reasons are legit. They carry water. He might be. There might be something there. He did show flashes last year. Um, But I think where some people get their feathers ruffled is when they think that all of a sudden the 49ers are more invested than Darnold, than Trey. And I think with the Niners, who knows how they really feel. But they're trying to push back against that notion publicly for a lot of reasons. It doesn't do Lance any favors. It doesn't do Darnold any favors. And it does hurt whatever trade value they're trying to cultivate with Lance. (laughs) So it makes sense for them at this point to be like, hey, shut up. With the ho- <laughs> Enough! It's not helping.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just let us do it. Or, let, let us do what we want to do over here. Come on.
0: But or can we talk about up. my non-cynical theory real quick? O- yeah. OTAs haven't started. Like they're not competing, but they are throwing. There are they are um, warming up. And as someone who's watched Trey Lance warm up a lot, you can just tell that day whether he has it. You know what I mean? There are Absolutely. days when he's like every tenth throw is just off, and you're like, "Oh, it's going to be one of these days, huh?" Like you don't really. You don't have much confidence in your arm today, do you, Trey? So I don't know. Maybe maybe they've been watching them for a couple of weeks, and they're like, okay, all right, looks a little bit better. I, I hope that's the case. I have no idea. Well, I guess we'll see for ourselves.
1: We'll see it for ourselves. But it, there, um, I, I do think that there was a com- comment that was made by uh, Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch—I don't remember which one—that the work that he did with that he did with the, the quarterback coach. Uh, we've we've seen the, the videos of the little highlights and stuff um, that that has worked and that he's looking good so you know, he, he, he probably is looking good they're you know you going against so. there throwing around in, yeah. in shorts who knows exactly what they're doing uh, and you know i do hope that he looks good because if he looks good it's going to make for a really interesting summer
0: yeah i mean fans should know that he's been working with a different quarterback coach than the guy he worked with the last two years nothing against the guy he worked with the last i think he was working with like tom house like some of the best coaches in the league but clearly he wasn't getting results so try something different He's been with Mahomes, and also one more thing that I think is important. Last year he was 22, and he kind of had this attitude. I can't prove it, but he kind of had a not a, a bit of a naive attitude. Like, hey, this is my team, and it's going to be my team for a while, and I can sort of ease into this. And you saw some pictures of him partying in Mexico. Now you saw the same pictures of Debo. So it wasn't it wasn't scandalous, but. You don't see that right now. And then there was a video that came out during the season of him making it rain. I don't think you're going to see stuff like that. I think he sort of gets the picture like this really is the not-for-long league. And even though they traded up for you a million times and spent, drafted you th- in three different years, like they will f- kick you out for Brock Purdy tomorrow. And I think maybe – I'm just projecting all this on him. Maybe he has some urgency that he didn't have last year. Maybe.
1: maybe. Uh, I hope he does. I mean, it seems yeah. like he does, right? It seemed like he does. When you like why else would he
0: be working out with Mahomes, right?
1: Right. When he, and when he, yeah. he said it himself, he talked about it during the the Super Bowl week that you know he's he's expecting to compete. He wants a chance to compete. He wants that opportunity. Yeah. To compete. So I think he knows that he has to get ready to compete. And and I to like what you up. said too about you know you can tell what kind of day he's going to have just by the way he looks in the warmups because oh yeah I'm, how many times are we watching them and you know I know they throw the throw you know when they're throwing to the ball like they're their stuff that they're going to be working on that day. And they're throwing to those football boys and coaches. And all of a sudden, you know, you see, you know, you know, airmail is yep. one and you're oh, like, yeah. Oh wait, Oh, that's, that's not something an NFL quarterback should be doing on that. You Correct. Know? These, are, these are layups Correct. right here because there's nobody around him. So, right. uh, which just there, shows that, that he's fighting. He's
0: still battling and trying to find whatever motion or, or, or release point arm slot works for him. And it's like, dude, you're running out of time, but, I know you're only twenty. I know you turned twenty three today. Happy birthday, Trey Lance! But it really is a not for long league, and they like Brock Purdy, and they seem to like Sam Darnold. So it's time.
1: Yeah, you know he's only twenty three, but the and the hard part about it is he's been here for three years. They're running out of time with him. Yeah. Again, and this is that's the the hard part, and he's expensive. Yeah, this is the other thing is that it, it, they are running out of time because he is getting more expensive. And they just talked yep. about how important it is for their salary structure for them to, to be able to make it, make it work with a, a cheap quarterback. Well, now the guy that's pushing them is, is a tenth of the price. So right. it's a big difference. It's
0: a good point. I mean, if, he's, if if this is a backup quarterback competition, it's hard to keep a quarter, a backup quarterback who's costing you $10 million. Now, can't do anything about it. They can't make him cheaper. And it's possible that they wanted to create that cap space to trade him. Right? Because it would it would accelerate the signing bonus onto the cap. Yeah. This will never know. That's a little anything bit. else mean, about that interview that interests you? Interesting. I, I think those
1: were I think those were the two main the main things. They talked about right. the like I said, that was the that was the main takeaways that I took from it.
0: All right. Fish and chips says uh rap Matt was a victim of the Niners fr- front office bait and switch. It to me it almost felt like Rapaport was hearing whispers about how much they liked Darnold and ran with it. And then now they didn't trade him, and they're like, hey, man, can you, like, stop and just say that we like Trey? And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Like, take, I'll take one for the team, fine. But you guys owe me in the future. I'll look stupid now, but you guys owe me in the future. I kind of feel like that's what happened, but I can't prove it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and he didn't really. He didn't really. It's not like he was like, ah, no, they, they really like him. They just kind of, he just kind of said, they, they asked me to why, and right. I and I just kind of was like, mm. <laughs> Well,
0: yeah, he, he didn't change his opinion, right? He's not like, hey, no. they asked. They, they, He's he's not like hey I'm optimistic in Trey Lance now or or they're optimistic he just they asked me a rhetorical question and I answered it
1: yeah because that and, that and right that is part of it too because as they're talking through he never goes back and says you know he, I was that, wrong as they were talking through it there's a point where he talks about again uh, Sam Darnold starting week one week two and does mm-hmm. Brock Purdy get back on the field he didn't say that about Trey Lance he said that about Darnold even then later on in the uh, discussion mm-hmm.
0: Battle Beast nineteen says Trey versus Pat Super Bowl fifty eight how would you feel Grant. Uh, I would feel like probably the Chiefs would win. <laughs> but I'm that picking, I don't root against Patrick. I don't root, I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. That dude is crazy. Unless he's missing all of his offensive linemen. That's the only way I would ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. Best player I've ever seen. No guarantee with Purdy either. Ain't that the truth? Yep. No guarantee he'll be alive tomorrow. Gammon <laughs> Brown says, Can we get Brian Greasy his due respect? Garoppolo is having a career year. Help Rock look like a vet. Greasy magic on Donald and Lance. It's a good point. It's a good point.
1: Yeah. No, cynical me going. would
0: say Purdy came in pretty experienced, but non cynical me would say he still he still was a rookie and Brian Greasy was his coach. So respect. Yeah, yeah maybe.
1: I think I think there is a, you know, definitely got to give Greasy his due respect. And and Garoppolo played was playing better. You know, he was uh you know before his Cutting the turnovers and, out. Yeah.
0: He was. Mm-hmm. Uh K Mana seven says if Lance keeps a recovering Purdy off the field with his play, what would be the trade value of Purdy? Hmm. Interesting. Theoretically, what is Purdy coming off this stretch and coming off this surgery worth?
1: Yeah, what would he be worth a, without the surgery? Right now without without first. the surgery, you're probably looking at I would say probably maybe a, a second or a third.
0: Ooh, I was almost gonna say a first. You know, but maybe maybe that's getting a little ahead of myself. It, it still is eight games.
1: Yeah, it, it's right but there. Coming you know, off the then,
0: surgery. Someone might want to see him play before they trade for him.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, with they with that it's definitely um it's definitely gonna yeah. you know, gonna kind of take his value down
0: but also like let's say trey lance oh jackson back let's say trey lance um blows the niners away and becomes patrick mahomes and is everything josh allen is everything they ever hoped having brock purdy still a great thing to have i mean he's a really good quarterback too who you can win with uh he's cheap as hell he's almost like an intern did you hear me yeah you what I'm saying? Like, even if Trey Lance fulfills all of his promise and turns into Jalen Hurts plus, you know, Josh Allen this year, you still want Brock Purdy? Like, quarterbacks get hurt. You can win with Brock. He's good too. I mean, he's under contract for three more years. You're basically paying him 10.75 an
1: hour. Yeah, that's where you know if you're if you roll with Lance, you keep Purdy. That's when yes! uh, I, You know, you, you, there's no reason to trade him. At this point, it's it's the opposite with Lance because he's getting to the end of his contract and he's a lot more expensive. With Purdy, you you hold on to him because he's a he's going to be a better backup. He showed how good he is as a backup last year coming off the bench, uh, and so I don't think you, you trade him at all. I think he's a he's here for the term of his his rookie contract.
0: A a backup quarterback who's making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, who you can put up thirty five points a game with and win playoff games, is invaluable. There's no. Uh, are you, yeah that's invaluable Niner Grandpa says Grant Who am I in the Niners organization I don't know you tell me Niner Grandpa hmm. Who's a grandpa in the organization Not Lynch
1: who I Not am. Kyle 14.
0: Not Trent Williams 14. Not Kittle 14.
1: I don't know Niner grandpa. These Mike Shanahan, be- is he in the organization though? I would say since he has an office pretty much in the you know it's
0: Mike Shanahan. Hey Mike, thanks for watching the show. Big fan. <laughs> <Thanks> for, <laughs> All right. This is very interesting. The 49ers are having a a quarterback competition, which I'm a little skeptical of in the sense. I've never actually seen a quarterback competition in camp. Like they don't have two-a-days, they have limited reps. Is it really going to be a, a straight-up 50-50 split in reps? And if so, I'm highly intrigued because that will be great for my views and hits. So hoping that's <laughs> what the case, and I'm really looking forward to it. But a lot of people that are big in Trey Lance's corner are just skeptical about the whole thing, um, worried about it. And I think some people feel like – I don't mean to speak for you. They feel like, hey, man, if, if Lance is good, you have nothing to worry about. What's the problem? I do feel like some people feel that it, it might not be a fair fight and that this quarterback room may not be an equal opportunity workplace. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got really important players buddying up with Darnold already. And uh, I could see why some Trey Lance fans feel like, man, the locker room's already made their choice before the competition started. Although, maybe not. There was a picture of George Kittle sending a cake to Trey Lance, although we don't really know if he sent them that cake. That could have been the PR staff hey say George sent it. But if it was George, maybe George playing down the middle. I really think George likes whoever is going to give him the damn ball. That's my hot take on the situation.
1: Yeah, that's that's I think that's exactly what it is. Hey, whoever's <laughs> throw me the ball, that's the guy I like because and he's kind of been that way during the offseason. Yeah, Brock exactly. Brady was great. He, Trey Lance, yeah, oh, he's really good too. Whoever you know, yeah. he's kind of like, I just want you know, I just want these guys to stop arguing, give me the ball, and let me score touchdowns, and make money, and and uh, do my wrestling. Moves. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much George Kittle in a nutshell. Um, as yeah. far as the, the trade, why are Trey Lance fans skeptical? Like for me, I, my like, this question to me is, why, why are Trey Lance? Because you know, it's easy to spot who the really strong Trey Lance believers are. Why are the Trey Lance believers so up in arms about the fact that Trey Lance might have to compete with Sam Darnold? It doesn't make sense to me. Because if you if you believe that Trey Lance is all these things that you're telling everybody, then then why are you worried about a guy who you also feel is shitty? Like Right. You know, well, you're
0: saying I think like I don't think it, you're talking about a world where it's football and it's a true meritocracy. And I would like to believe that that's the culture the 49ers have set up. But I think some people feel feel that that's not necessarily the culture that the Niners have set up and that it's a click on offense and that Sam Darnold has like effortlessly slid into this click already. And it's like visually apparent. Whereas Trey Lance is a lot younger than those guys and hasn't. And that's where people start bringing up racial stuff because it feels like an a non-equal opportunity workplace not that Kyle is a racist or that Kittle is a racist I just think Kittle is gonna if Kyle leaves it up to Kittle to pick the quarterback Kittle's gonna pick the quarterback that throws him the ball the most it's not about race it's about Kittle you see to me it's about Kittle so Kittle can lean on Donna hey you want to play you want to play you want to get on the field you know what you got to do right give me the damn
1: ball yeah give me, well, give me the yeah. freaking ball yeah yeah this is it's it's just this is a fun conversation it's one that i've had so many times i i think this even goes back to during the season with with jesse on my channel where we had this discussion about um are the 49 gonna it does Lance have a realistic chance of getting the job and um my my take on it to, to jesse during that conversation and my take on it still is that Trey Lance absolutely has a chance to, to to take the job. He just needs to go out there, and Trey Lance needs to do – he needs to go out there and be able to perform kind of like what we saw from from Brock Purdy when he stepped into the games, but he needs to be able to do it during practice. He needs – because it's going to be practice first, right? He needs to be able to go out there, and he needs to be able to, you know, complete his high rate of passes, not turn the ball over, uh, make throws at all levels of the field, and, and just be the guy that – uh, that we've all expected him to be since he got since he got drafted, and if he can do that, I think he 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 beats out Sam Darnold, and I think he really starts to push uh, Brock Purdy, especially if if Purdy is not healthy for Week One, then definitely he can take that job and possibly hold on to it for the entire season.
0: Yeah, um, agree. Also, I I don't I started this off saying I'm intrigued to see if this is going to be a real quarterback competition because I've one. never seen a real quarterback competition these. These uh, reps are precious. And my guess is it's not going to be a real quarterback competition. They're going to say, you know, Sam Stiller in the offense. Trey's been here. I think Trey's going to get the majority. I could be wrong. I think Trey's going to get the majority of the first team reps. And unless he's freaking awful, he's going to start week one because they're trying to build up his trade value. And I think they look at Darnold the way they they looked at Purdy last year. Like, we could replicate the whole Purdy process. With Darnold. But that was, you know, not playing him right away. Don't make him replace Lance in week two. Wait until week 13 because he's new to the team and still learning the offense. Maybe they feel that if they could stash Darnold, he would have his best chance to be successful down the stretch. I just feel like Lance is going to start week one for a lot of reasons again, unless he's freaking awful. So I'm curious to see what will Darnold beat him out or will Lance like just give the job away?
1: Yeah, and, and I and I don't think you're wrong on that one too, because I, I I do think there's a, there you know you go into this and it's a it's a competition, but there's always levels and layers to the competition, right? So we know we know today that that if, if he was healthy, Brock Purdy goes in and he's he's number one, yeah. even though he's competing with Trey Lance, and then right. you know so Trey Lance would has to beat him out, and then we know that Sam Darnold's the bottom of all of them, so he has to beat out all three of them in order right. if everybody's healthy. So we know there's layers to this, um, in terms of the 50 50 split. I in terms of when you're asking that question are you asking it as 50 50 with the starters or are you saying just 50 50 in terms of the number with the of reps? starters
0: exactly yeah. yes yeah yeah. And,
1: and from that standpoint i could i could uh, i can understand where it's probably not going to be 50 50 between lance and, and Darnold. i, I would right. expect them you've been there enough you know that the yeah. reps you don't lose reps and i don't think that it's really for me when i look at this i don't think the 49ers even though they're going to want to try to get Darnold some reps with the ones during OTAs, which is what they've said. They haven't even said it's mm-hmm. going to happen in training camp yet. They were, he was very specific Shanahan in terms of it being, and during the OTAs, he mm. didn't say that it was going to happen in training camp. So we'll That's see point. where this goes. Um, yeah, but it Re-evaluate you know that even with your if these quarterbacks early on in camp are working with the number 2 offensive line they still have starters that are rotating in with them at wide receiver and running back and all those kind of That's things
0: true. so they can it's they more can, about the defense you're going up against and and evaluate and like us evaluating them against equal playing field a little bit but yeah, I, again it, there's some backups that rotating with the starters as well on defense
1: and I think that's where our evaluation is different from the teams because we yeah. look at it, we're looking a little bit more at the, because we don't know all the plays and we're not watching right. the, the film afterwards because we don't have access to all that and all that kind we of stuff. We don't really so, know if they're
0: executing right. We just right. know how they're competing. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's exactly it. It's, right. it's, a guy yeah. can complete a pass, but it's not where the ball, where Shanahan wanted the ball to go to, Because and he's and he's he told us this last year, right? You know, you guys... I was told that it was a good day yesterday. I didn't think it was a good day because then, you know, right. you guys
0: like it. Or I a know. guy could throw an incomplete pass and it could be exactly what Kyle wanted. Uh, maybe someone on defense made a good play or someone on offense wasn't where he's supposed to be. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the same thing with the interception.
1: He's, he said that right. about, you know, I don't care if it's an interception as long as he's going to the right place. Now we know that he, we know he's reading it, right? Now we need to get him there right. quicker. That kind of stuff.
0: Good point. Well, we'll see how this quarterback competition shakes out. It's going to be very interesting. Well, I guess it's going to be... Two weeks until we are out there the first time. Not yeah, that, two the weeks. end of yeah, two weeks. Fish and chip oh. says Sammy Dimes best Niner armed thrower ever. Says Kid Kyle Sammy Dimes. We're calling him Sammy Dimes now. Sammy Dimes. Sammy Dimes. Okay. Joshua Joshua Wyatt says the only answer I see to the crazy trailing situation is that Brock Purdy is behind schedule. If Brock Purdy isn't actually due back this season, everything else makes sense. I went back and listened to the Ian Rappaport uh, report from the annual owners meetings. When he talks about when he says that Darnold's going to start week one, what he said was Kyle finally revealed publicly that the 49ers don't know if Brock, like when Brock Purdy's going to be ready. It seemed like what Rappaport was saying is they're putting a, a brave face on it publicly, but privately they don't know.
1: And, and again, I think this, this goes back to, they don't know. They don't know they don't for know. sure. They have a feeling yeah. of, you know, they have a feeling. So, like, when when I listened to what, what Shanahan said there, he said it could be training camp, it could be week one, it could be week four. We won't right. know until this this time point in time, which is going to be around the, the beginning of June. And at that point, they'll get a better idea. But the sooner mm-hmm. Brock Purdy begins his throwing regimen, that's when they're really going to be able to start to know what his time frame for returning is going to mm-hmm. be, because that how he goes through that process is going to depend on when he actually can start uh, working with the, the team.
0: But everything else, when they say, like, they're really pumped or they're he's attacking his rehab or things are going great, like, that's just, to that's me, just, to reassure fans. Like, that's just nothing. That's just words. They'll find out. At this point, they're, they got a good report from the docs, although probably they don't know the exact report unless, unless Brock Perry and his agent – just willingly turned it over to the team which you don't have to give up your medical records to your employers is last time I checked (laughs) I don't think you have to so I mean we'll see what happens they're they're a little in the dark
1: I think that's I think I think that is a little bit of just coach speak because yeah. they, that you know they're not going to come out even if he was like oh he, god I don't know it, yeah they're not going to come out and say that right now They'll, they're going to wait um, yeah. so we don't know, we don't really know it, it seems like all everything's progressing on on pattern on path the way it's supposed to go but we don't know one hundred percent for certain and we, the next true. thing we'll find out is in June
0: true um, okay where we at? Gammon Brown asks how much longer will Bobby Turner coach? My honest worry when rewatching. The game is I see Purdy throwing balls that should have been intercepted and Trey and Trey. Uh, Purdy does have a lot of those on, on film, but I mean, so did Jimmy at a lot of times and uh, so do a lot of quarterbacks. I think the thing with, with, with Brock was that he was throwing a ton of touchdown passes. And if he can throw 30 to 40 touchdown passes a year, he'll live with the picks. But I don't know if that's a part of his game that's going to be there forever. We'll see.
1: Yeah, you know, it, this is one of those things that comes up a lot with Purdy. I, I see a lot of people talk about the, the passes that should have been intercepted. Um, we don't have enough of a real sample size with with Lance to be able to really dig into it. But w- what I can tell you is that Purdy's turnover-worthy plays, according to PFF, is two point two point five. Trey Lance last season was 2.6. Trey Lance in his rookie year, when he had a little bit more throws, 4.3. So take that for what it's worth. I mean, 2. it's 6, only... 2. It's 5 only at the same. Yeah. It's only two points. We're only talking about three and a half games, right? Three and a quarter games. And I know he got a little bit of uh, in starts and he got the half against Seattle to uh, take it for what it's worth. I, 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 think one that this is, this, this brings up another piece that I push back on is the, the turnover machine of, 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 of um, Sam Darnold and can that, that that's not who Trey Lance is because in the small sample size that we've seen of Trey Lance, that's not the case, especially when you look at what he's done in his starts. he has turned the ball over, he He's thrown an interception in every start, except for one okay. when, he, when he only played the quarter.
0: Well, something, a, a distinction I want to make real quick before we move on was one thing I really do like about Brock Purdy's game, and I call him a backup quarterback because he can't push the ball down the field like other quarterbacks. But one thing he does really well, which I think he'll always do well, is Play in the red zone, like you don't have to have a you don't have to push the ball down the field in the red zone. What you got to do is keep plays alive, keep plays alive, and get outside the pocket and scramble around a little bit and you know anticipate openings. And he can do all of that really, really well. And I think that's why he had a lot of touchdown passes. And for all the things we like about Trey Lance, he can push the ball down the field. In his starts, they haven't scored a lot of points a lot of times because they haven't executed well in the red zone. And part of it is, you know, the offense, and part of it is just—it's hard to be a quarterback in the red zone, and you got to give Brock credit for how good he looks in that area of the field.
1: Yeah, and that is the biggest difference is the, the red it's zone hard. play. And, and yeah. again, we're talking about a small sample size with Lance, but still, you're right in the games that he's been out there, they have he's not better been than able- Jimmy. Yeah, for sure, that's definitely yeah. with 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 Brock Purdy for sure. They're much, but that's part yeah. of, part of the reason why they elevated their scoring when when he went in over what. uh, garoppolo is doing and with i'll lance, never I think forget that's oh, partly why that's i was just gonna say i think that's partly why with lance they haven't been able to get over they've only gotten over 20 points once i think it's because they just they get down into that scoring area and it just gets a lot tougher to play quarterback and um when it comes to when it comes to land who knows what what exactly it is maybe his release i don't know you know
0: see to me that's where you start using the quarterback run game like that that's what they do in philadelphia that because if you get it right you get touchdowns um what what i thought was interesting in the first kc game the first the case in the kc game when they just got um McCaffrey he didn't really know the offense but he played a lot in that game he started he was on the field they went right down the field with Jimmy Garoppolo and kicked the field goal like, it, like you could put all the, the the players in the world on this team but Jimmy Garoppolo in the red zone still doesn't really have it and that's why they were scoring more points with Brock Purdy
1: because when you got there, he
0: could he was actually a playmaker. You gotta give him credit for that. He was legitimately a playmaker in the low red zone.
1: Yeah, that was the that was the biggest difference. And that casey, yeah, you're right. That's you know the, the field goal. And then the other yeah. one in the red zone is the pick at the end of the half. So. That's
0: why I was against that McCaffrey trade. I'm like, dude, you could put Calvin freaking Johnson on this team. You're still gonna be kicking field goals. But then Brock Purdy came. I'm like, okay, well, okay, well, had I known, then yeah, I would have been all for the McCaffrey trade. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's a pretty good weapon to have in the red zone.
1: Yeah, he's a nice little player, huh? He's a nice little player.
0: Oh, he wanted to know about Bobby Turner, too. He's 74. I don't know. At a certain point, Kyle and his dad are going to have to let him retire. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he keeps wanting to He might want to work.
0: Yeah, he might want to work. He took a year off. Mm-hmm. Took he took a year off. Yeah, Tony Nakatani says, I worry about the human element. In my honest opinion, Purdy should start on pup just so he can get truly healthy and get his body as healed as possible. Well, again, I think the Niners don't know what's going to happen. All options are open. And if I had to guess, I think that that's probably the most likely option. But I often guess wrong.
1: It's, it just all depends on, on where he is. I think, and my stance on it is if he's healthy, he plays. If he's healthy and they feel like he gives them the best chance of winning, he plays. Um, the whole, you know, he needs to be truly healthy, he needs to be fully healed. All I'm going to say is Joe Montana got surgery on his back. He was playing a game 56 days later. Don't he had you major back dare. Surgery.
0: Don't you dare compare Brock Purdy to... Joe. Okay, but I did already. Um, what I think is going to happen is... Remember last year at training camp when Jimmy was there, but he was on the side field because, you know, he was good. He was clear. But, he had you know, he was, he was kind of building up that strength. And um, I kind of feel like that's going to be Purdy this year. Like, they know what they have in Purdy. They like Purdy. They want to take it slow with Purdy. He'll be on the side field. And they'll be, you know, it'll be the Trey Lance show. over. It'll be... Trey's looking great or Trey's not looking great. And it's a legitimate competition between him and Sam Darnold. One of the two, Uh, or they're both playing like crap. And it's like, Brock, please, please. We need you. I don't know. One of those three.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do think that the beginning of camp, we're going to see Purdy working on the side field. It just depends on where he is in his process. If he can come back earlier, we'll see him on the field. If not, I agree. We'll see him over there as they try to kind of push, push the other two quarterbacks along.
0: Absolutely. Joshua Wyatt says, if you're BP's agent, do you advise him to rush back?
1: I don't, you don't I don't you don't advise you don't advise him to brush back you advise him to, to do everything that he needs to do and you you tell him that as soon as he's healthy that he plays it's not it's not really but that's not about rushing it you know there there seems to be this this belief that if he if he's playing week one it's a rush job and I don't see that at all I think if he's healthy and he's able to play and his doctors have cleared him and he's been able to go through everything that he needs to get himself ready to play in an NFL game, then he should be out there. That's not rushing him back. And if I'm his agent, I'm not asking him to rush back because that ruins everything else down the road. Because if you rush him back and he he isn't healthy, right, then that really screws him. It's much better to, to have him be fully healthy, even if it's you know in time for week one, if that makes sense. If he
0: feels like he's somewhat ready to go and he doesn't play, now you're sort of... Taking your career out of your hands, right? Like this is a really good team. What if Trey Lance hits the ground running with McCaffrey this year? What if Darnold yeah. hits the ground running with McCaffrey this year? What yeah, if you and- never really get that opportunity again? You know, so I could see why the agent and the player might not want to give another player an opportunity to take away the best roster in the world from him.
1: That's why he's attacking it, right? That's why he's attacking his his right. uh, his. Because someone on this team is going to be
0: like banished to Arizona or Detroit. <laughs> Or Jack, or not Jackson, but some team that's reloading. Someone's going to have to go, Trey or Sam or Brock. And yeah. if you might want to start week one if you don't want that guy to be you because this team's pretty good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Uh, Jimmy didn't want to leave this team, not for a long time. No. Who is the 49ers player to root for in your mind? A lot of people pick sides. It's almost like a Civil War of 49er fans around here. But yeah, if, I, if, if there was one player to bring us all together that we could all root for, who do you think it is? This I'm one, I'm a fan. this is
1: this is a, this is a topic that i I, I threw to you and and'm I'm, I'm stealing this from from NFL network because it okay. was it was put out there, and uh, the player that they said that you should root for is Brock Purdy because he's the underdog because of the you know seventh round Mr. irrelevant, all that kind of stuff. He said he'd root for Brock Purdy. And I'm gonna say if you're gonna root for Brock Purdy because he's the underdog, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say you do the same thing with Trey Lance because Trey Lance is the un- Trey Lance is the true underdog in this situation. So, yeah. you know, you know, my, you know, my stance on who I think should start week one if he's healthy, but if, if Trey Lance can turn this whole career around this off season during training camp and all that kind of stuff, that's a, that's a, that's something that to, it's hard not to be like, Hey, that's pretty good for that kid.
0: Yeah. I I would say it's hard not to root for Trey Lance. And that's why it kind of, Bugs me online when I see some Niner fans just kind of like gloating about how awful he is. It's like, wait a second, isn't he on your team, the team that you root for? And like it, hasn't he like gotten injured? Not to, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying no, you. no, I don't. I'm, so, I'm not saying you at all. Uh-huh. I, but you know what I'm talking about, like the Absolutely. 80 49ers of the world and the lobs. Hey, shout out to 84 ers and lobs all day. But you know what I'm talking about? The guys who are just preying on his downfall. It's like, wait a second, what does this guy do to you personally, man? Like, he got injured, he got placed in a position where um, the expectations were way beyond what he could actually deliver in. He was really young. Um, don't you kind of root for a guy like that to turn it around before it all goes away?
1: And I think, from a, I especially know. from a fan's perspective, from a fan's yeah. perspective, I think you should be rooting for all your team, all your players and even even some of the other folks. I don't if you're if you're you know. You're a Trey Lance guy. You're a Trey Lance guy, but you should also want Sam Darnold to play really well too. Now, I'm not. I'm not going to root for <laughs> Sam Darnold, but I don't think anybody's going to root for Sam Darnold to do anything. But what you're talking about in terms of like just basically the people that just shit on Trey Lance constantly, all then time. That's what are you doing? You know, it's yeah. the same, it's, and that's that's not good either. You, that's because I don't decide, I don't agree with that. I think that Lance did show some things. He was a, he showed some things against. He had a good game against Houston. I think he struggled against Chicago. He had ups and downs, and that's there's just so much, mm-hmm. so many ebbs and flows with his game. I think that's one of the issues with him. But I, I you know, when it comes to players who root for uh, Brock Purdy, definitely. Um, and and if you're in the uh yeah, root if for you're both like, of them. If you're in the camp that wants to root for Trey Lance, I, I don't. I can understand why you're going to root for him because right now, with where he is, his stock has gone from here to you know about here in terms of the way that people are looking at his ability to be a big-time player
0: in the NFL. Also, I think Sam Darnold is someone you can root for. He didn't do anything wrong. He's never gotten arrested. I mean, his crime is that he wasn't worth the third pick. Like, okay, so what? I mean, he's willing to be a backup quarterback. You can't say the same about Josh Rosen. I mean, it's not like he has, like, an arrogant demeanor. He seems like he's a down-to-earth guy, maybe a little too down-to-earth for a franchise quarterback. I mean, I don't know how he carries himself, but what's wrong with Sam Darnold? Yeah, he's gotten opportunities on crap teams. Now he's still 25. It's nice that he, he's not getting written off either.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see what Sam Darnold is. Cause I, I, yeah. I know that the talent is there. Like my said, he throws, you know, you turn on, turn on the highlights, right? I mean, he makes the, highlights. the throws. He has some really good stuff. And uh, even, even with, uh, even with Carolina, Jordan
0: Palmer swears by him. Jordan Palmer you know, freaking swears by him.
1: Even with Carolina in those first three games of the 2021 season, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff that you can see. And, you know, he was okay last year in the six games. the last game I know he he didn't play well. But there's some there's some things throughout there that, that are really good. And if you can if the 49ers have the ability to make him a more consistent player because he's been in the league a little bit longer, then that's a good that that benefits the 49ers. And that's been my biggest pushback is against the people who are saying that he can't do it. I think people think that I'm I'm in the Sam Darnold camp. And really what I'm saying is you Why are you telling? Why are you saying that Sam can't do it? Why are you saying that Darnold can't do this when we haven't seen him in a situation like what we have here? And, you know, you look at the Alex Smith situation, you look at Steve Young, those are the two, I'm just sticking with the 49ers guys that turned it around once they got into a good position. And you look at the 49ers, you've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, you've got a stable of running backs, you've got Great left tackle in in Trent Williams. You got an offensive line that's returning four of the five starters from last year. This is it, this is an offense that you need to be able, you should be able to operate if you are a NFL level quarterback.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure that he is. I guess we'll we'll have to see. And I guess my question is: Was it smart to take on the Sam Donald reclamation project and give him three and a half million guaranteed with you know? uh options for bonuses if he plays and plays well? Or do you just want to draft another quarterback considering how much success you had with Brock Purdy last year? I mean, at the at the time, I think we said, you got to bring in a quarterback with experience. So, okay, um, is Sam Darnold's experience good? It seems like you're trying to, like, rewire him and, like, undo the bad experiences that he had. I, instead of s- spending, you know, a fair amount for him, you could have drafted a kicker at 99. <laughs> But you drafted a backup tight end at one on one, like you. You could have had your pick of any freaking quarterback in the draft, saved five of them, and you took Darnold instead. So, and paid him more than you would have had to pay a rookie. So, you must really like this guy. You better be right. You better be right that he's a functional backup, because all of a sudden it feels like you have. You just take an experienced quarterback from college who's got some accuracy and poise, and throw him on this team. And it might work out. And there were a bunch of guys like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. The, the, yeah. the kid, the kid out of TCU. If you watch his his stuff, yeah. and he looks like Sam. He looks like Brock Purdy with the way that he yeah. was you know, able to move around and make plays and all those kind of things. And you kind of look at his, his scattering port. Doesn't have a big arm, but he can make the throws and all that kind of stuff. And um, so that would have been that would have been a smart direction and and I know you've said this a number of times and I do why not just if you just throw out a quarterback every year at the end of the draft what do you have to lose uh, gives you a guy yeah. gives you a a back into your roster during camp guy and maybe he sticks yeah. and maybe he doesn't
0: Philly took Tanner McKee in round 6 doesn't mean they like him it just means like a why the hell not he's a quarterback and it's round 6 yeah fine by me mm-hmm. fine by he might be nick he might be the next nick Foles, and if he's not you could just do it again next year no harm no foul
1: Right. Especially
0: uh, then. Fla- yeah, Flave says Darnold is 21 and 35 over his career while his teams went four and twenty-two without him. Interesting stat. I think it shows that although his team sucked, they were still significantly better with him than with other quarterbacks, including Baker. I prefer Darnold to Baker. I don't like Dar- I don't like Baker at all.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one because you know, uh, I, again go back to 2021. There's been a lot of people that said, Hey, look at Darnold. He, he had Christian McCaffrey, he had DJ Moore, and he still sucked. Well, they only played four times together, and so yeah. you're, you're looking at four games, and in four games they went three and one on a team that went five and twelve. So that tells you a little bit about when he when he has talent around him, you know he can he can make things happen. Um, later on in the season is the game that he sucked with those guys on the field because uh, those first three games he completed sixty eight percent of his passes. Um, and then you know it dropped down to 63 because he had a, a terrible game later in the season. That was when McCaffrey was coming back. So was McCaffrey fully healthy? Who knows all that kind of stuff? Um, we'll see. I, yeah. I I think there's 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 a little something to Darnold, and it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch how this whole thing plays out. It's part of you know part of the the soap opera that is the 49ers.
0: Yeah, and I think what's great about the soap opera, let's stick with the soap opera analogy, okay? The main character in the soap opera for the last five six years was Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, It was almost like they were paying big money for this actor and they got him from Hollywood and it was like Tom Cruise or something, you know what I mean? But he's off the show now. He's gone. And it feels like Sam Darnold just slid into his place because the whole thing with Jimmy was that he may not be the best quarterback. He may not have the biggest arm. He may not be the most mobile, but the team believes they can win with him. And if the team believes they can win with him, what more do you really need, Right? It's a it's a it's 53 men. You gotta get behind a quarterback. They're behind Jimmy. They're a great team. And if they believe in him, then that's like 80% of the battle, right? And with Trey, even though we wanted them to give him a chance, if they don't believe they can win with Trey, then they're not gonna win. And that was like, and that's a tough one. With Sam, it feels like they've already convinced themselves that they can win with him. And that's again why I feel like Trey Lance fans are like, hey, yo, wait a second. But that is a, a it's listen to the way Christian McCaffrey talks about Sam Darnold and tell me that he doesn't think that this team can win right now with Sam
1: Darnold. It's funny that you bring up Jimmy Garoppolo in this because you, you there was a tweet you sent out last week. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you were talking about. I think it had to do with like Garoppolo and darnold or Dar, Garoppolo or something like that. And I was like, so basically what you're telling me is I didn't respond to it, but in my head I was like, basically what you're saying is that Sam Darnold is just a more mobile Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, with like red, redder hair, but essentially, they, I mean, he slides right into their friend group.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, he goes, he's not- It's like know, in South
0: Park, like 20 years ago when Kenny died and they kept him dead for like an entire season and they took, uh, they did like a tryouts for the new friend. Sam Donald won, won the contest. He's the new, he's, they're going to call him Jimmy. They're like, Sam, do you mind if, if we call you Jimmy? We're just going to call you Jimmy, okay? Because we like Jimmy and we liked having a friend named Jimmy. So we're just going to call you Jimmy. And he's, That's fine. It's cool. It's fine.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to show up at the training camp. He's going to were wearing ten i'm so sorry sam
0: sam he's gonna dude he's gonna flip out on me this i'm, I'm always nervous about, about the first day of otas because i talk a lot of shit and then that's the day that javon kinlaw had he was like hey you, you talked a lot of shit huh sorry javon so which player is going to be mad at me in two weeks it's going to be darnold isn't it hey man what is your problem <laughs> nothing i think you're great I, <laughs> sam in advance i apologize in advance Whew. Whew. i'm gonna get cooked um You know, I'm right too. Okay. Scott McLuhan said something recently that blew my mind. He said that Cameron Latsu reminds him a lot of Tony Gonzalez. He told this to Matt Barrows and The Athletic. This is quite a compliment considering Tony Gonzalez is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. He was a first round pick, he went to Cal. Um, We all know Tony Gonzalez. And it made me, I was like, this is ridiculous. Cam Latsu is slow. And then I looked up Tony Gonzalez. They said he ran a 483. I'm like B-. So I guess I shouldn't write off Cam Latu purely based on his 40-yard dash because there are similarities. I mean, he was he was a basketball player like Tony Gonzalez and Tony Gonzalez won without speed as well. Um, what do you think of this c- comparison?
1: I, I read it and I, I was like, mm, wow, that's, that's not what I thought Rich. when I when yeah. you know, the, the only, the only way that you can, you could say that is because he, he did have a good uh, number of court of touchdown catches at, at Alabama uh, while he was there. Uh, you know, like you said before the show, all he does is catch touchdowns, right? Uh, that's what, uh, for camera, 12 too,
0: touchdown catches, like 56 career catches. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's, you know, it's an interesting one because I I don't know what to make of Latu. That's this is a guy that was supposed to have gone in the two hundreds that they took at one hundred and one. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, they liked him, um, and 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 McLuhan did talk about the uh, that he looks like a basketball player, the way he moves and the way he kind of those types of things. So you know, I think with Gonzalez, he didn't have the speed, but he was a big. Thread in the red zone because he has that yeah. body, he has that body control, that ability to put mm-hmm. himself between a defender and the ball, uh and maybe that's where he sees Latu, but We don't get to there, Um uh, and then Latu, he, he did say that you know he's a work in progress when it comes to blocking, but you can see the progression there. So you know that puts a lot of pressure on on Brian Brian Flurry, right? That's the tight end coach yeah. for the Forty puts a lot of pressure sure. on him now to develop him.
0: Yeah, you got young Tony Gonzalez, buddy. Let's see it. No, think about Tony <laughs> Gonzalez. I'm looking at his numbers. I mean. He averaged 11 yards a catch, so he wasn't burning people down the seam. But uh, he had 111 touchdown catches in his 111 touchdown catches in his career. And it was funny, he played until he was 37, and he had eight touchdown catches that year, and eight the year before that, and seven the year before. He was just a freaking machine. He probably ran a five flat when he was 37. But if you can, if you're that kind of player, I guess you can catch touchdown passes. And if Let's say Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback for the next three, four years. He'll have some limitations throwing the ball down the field, but in the red zone, he, you know he likes throwing to tight ends. You know he's really good in the red zone. This guy might be a key player. Uh, uh, this guy might be drafted with Brock Purdy in mind.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing, or even I, or he was drafted with Trey Lance in mind too, because Trey Lance was a big tight end guy when he was at North Dakota state. I mean, that's just, we've seen the 40, the 49ers have been very successful with Kyle Shanahan without the ability to really take the top off of defenses. They, because of the running game opens up that middle of the field, even, and they're able to kind of still get those, those mid-level run after the catch throws across the middle and that kind of stuff. And um so, yeah, with, whether it's whether it's either of these guys, I'm going to stick with, with Brock Purdy here, but Brock Purdy working with a guy, if Cam Lott, who can be a Tony Gonzalez type, uh, that plays right into his skill set. And I think that's the direction they're going, too, at the 49ers, right? They don't have a tight end uh, behind, really, between behind George Kittle. So may, and, and we know Kyle Huszczyk's getting up there in age, so maybe the direction we're going to see is more 12 personnel from this team uh, in the years to come. Probably not this year, but maybe next year.
0: It's so hard to find fullbacks. I would think possibly. Yep. Shaz de Great says dark horse is what you didn't see coming and what you simply didn't expect to prosper. Underdog, someone or something you see uh, but underestimate. Okay. Okay. True. Dark horse is someone you don't see coming. I like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I, I think well, and here's the thing though, with, with you know when it comes to Trey Lance, people are underestimating him big time. Right. They are definitely underestimating him big time. So if you want to say in this scenario, Trey Lance, I think, is the underdog in the dark horse would have been uh, would have been Brock Purdy because you weren't expecting him to do anything. You didn't see anything coming with him. Given this definition, you didn't expect anything from him last year when he stepped onto the field. I know when he you know, I thought he played well during uh, training camp and stuff. But I was when he stepped in against Miami, I wasn't expecting what we saw.
0: When you asked me which which is the player to root for, I was gonna say Alfredo Gutierrez, but you took it a different direction. I liked your answer better. <laughs> but I'm still rooting for Alfredo. That would be the best story ever. Come on, buddy. Let's hey, go Alfredo.
1: Starting right tackle, Alfredo Gutierrez Hell yeah. Be fantastic. Yes. I want to see that happen.
0: Flave says Donald is basically the same processor as Jimmy Garoppolo, but much better arm and mobility. Damn, Flave, you just jump off Jimmy like that. Now you're <laughs> how you gonna do Jimmy like that? Flavé, that's your guy. Wow wow i just can't see him being worse than jimmy garoppolo and if that's true then he's better than trey and tbd with purdy wow he doesn't even he he's what beyond purdy to darnold wow or, didn't see that coming.
1: just 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 kicked him to the curb when it comes to garoppolo so awful
0: i i have a friend from a childhood friend who lives around the corner for me who's a big writer fan and he's amused by my niners coverage and he texts me the other day and he's like hey does sam Darnold have like an irrational group of mega fans like Jimmy G does, or is he not handsome enough? And I was like, I don't think he's handsome enough. But I guess I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. No,
1: we got Flav here. <laughs> here we
0: are, Flavé. Sorry, mm-hmm. Flave. I love you, Flavé. Um, he always donates. Well, I guess you have to. He has a lot to say, so that's why he donates ten bucks. I guess it's by the by the word.
1: There you I go. He was generous. I
0: don't know. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little Warriors Lakers because we got ten minutes left and the season's almost over, maybe. And I think it's a fascinating series. After the Warriors won Game Two, I was like, "Up, oh, it's over. Warriors got him." And then they just lost two in a row, and it's not going so great for the defending champs. Uh, can't def- can't blame the free throws after Game Four. What are you What are you seeing, Jack? Is it over?
1: I think it's over. The, this is just Ooh. a bad matchup. This is a bad matchup for the for the Warriors, right? The Warriors the Warriors are one and three against the Lakers during the regular season. They're now two and six against them. When you when you add in the postseason, um, the the Lakers' interior presence with with um, AD that's a big piece of it. But the the fact that they're these, so
0: the- soft when they go to the freaking cup, like someone dunk it. Wiggins did it that one time. Everyone else is trying to like, it's like no, he's gonna you're not gonna make that.
1: Yeah, or you see them drive it into the lane and then they they stop. And you know you could really yeah. see in in game three, you really saw the impact of that interior defense of the Lakers, even on yeah. Stephen Curry who. Was so good against um, Sacramento the taking the ball to the rim, yeah, and against uh, against the, the Lakers. Big
0: difference between Sabonis and Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and, and top yeah. of
1: Davis, I think the other thing that's underrated here is LeBron James and his defense. Because how many times do you see him guys going up for layups and he's coming from behind where they don't that's even true. see him coming, and he's just got that long, those long arms that it's, it's like Go Go Gadget arm, point. and he swats the ball out of the air. That's the best
0: thing he does at this point in his career, in my opinion, is the like swoop in block from out of nowhere on yeah. offense i'm not sure what he does
1: i think that's and i think that's the biggest thing and, that, and it really the the, the interior they, they did a better job um uh, last night pulling davis up to the top of the key to kind of open up the, the in the in, first half yeah and and yeah. you know this just isn't they they just the uh, the lakers just are a much improved team over the course of the season i know they're the seventh seed but they're not the seventh seed in the way that they're they've played over the second half, the end portion of the season. And they just they just match up. They're a tough matchup for the Warriors. I just don't see I don't see how the Warriors can go from two and six on the season against the Lakers to five and six and win the series. I just don't see it.
0: I just feel like this Warriors team is not nearly as good as it was last year. They had Otto Porter. They had a guy named Jordan Poole last year. You may have heard of him. He was actually pretty good last year. And some people say like Draymond Green punching them in the face, hurt his confidence. Maybe I look at it as he was in a contract gear. he got the bag, and he was not a serious player. He didn't deserve the bag, and now he is revealing himself as the you know
1: I as what he really is, yeah, I agree with you on that i I've watched the bits and pieces that I've watched of them during the regular season before the playoffs. i I just it's like get the ball out of this guy's hands. What is he doing? Every Pitch once this guy, you know, people like him because he makes a shot every once in a while. But but for the most part, he's a negative player for you. So yeah, that's the that for the whole part.
0: Yeah. Well, he gets hot here and there, but I think people like that he likes stress around the courts like, dude, uh, who do you think you are, man?
1: You well, want the glory,
0: I, but you're not that good.
1: You made a good point about the Otto Porter thing too. Is because he yeah. was a nice, he was a nice like sixth man scorer for yeah. him, seventh man scorer for him. That they they just don't have it. If Curry's not going wild, uh, they they struggle to, to find people to make the shots. And last night it was, you know, look at look at last night's game in particular. They get down, they're up three with about a minute and a half to go, and Clay Thompson just takes two awful shots. Um, so that, so bad. You know, just two really bad shots, and then they just they come. You know, they just totally just disintegrated at the end of that game uh, when it was time for the champs to play like champs. They fell apart and they didn't play like champs at all. And that's and been happening fun- to them all year, really,
0: no doubt. And what's frustrating to me is this Lakers team isn't gonna win at all.
1: Like they're
0: not that good. LeBron's he he can't shoot like he used to, and he can't drive like he used to. Davis is great on defense but he's freaking passive on offense I mean they're gonna lose because they couldn't stop Lonnie Walker like you have the best player in the series Steph Curry and you can't get this done because you banked on James Wiseman Jonathan Kaminga Jordan Poole and a bunch of young guys to be your bench and none of them came through and that's why you're gonna lose because because the Lakers got Lonnie Walker and you did it like that is really a weird way to go out you know this is one of the greatest i think of them as like you know the the niners of the nba and that's how it's all gonna come down like
1: weird yeah yeah. no you're 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 right on there they just they just they don't have that additional score they don't have that bench guy they just don't have anything and it's it's the curry show you know it's a little it's It's too old because he's exhausted He's Well, he's he's having to do everything on his own. And I yeah. I thought, you know, Wiggins hasn't quite been the guy that you're hoping to have when he came back. and uh,
0: Another guy who got a lot of money.
1: You know, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't see them doing it. Uh Clay Thompson, he's just been so up and down. Um I don't know. We'll see it. I, I don't think they're going to do it. You know, they've got two home games here, though. So if they win, if they can win. This next one, take it down to L.A. If they can get Lucky down in L.A., who knows, in Game 7, if they can even get it that far. But I think this could, this ends either in, in Game 5 or 6.
0: They desperately need two days off. They've been playing every other day since the King Series?
1: Yeah, since the King Series. It was right back in. Right, you know, right I it. mean,
0: they had it. They were up in the fourth quarter and just ran out of gas against 38-year-old LeBron. Freaking no one could stop Lonnie Walker. I can't get over that. But that's what happens when you have no freaking bench and you have to go seven games against the Kings that never should have happened. And you give away games one, and three. I mean, maybe they got screwed at the foul line, whatever. Stop fouling. I mean, it's all going to catch up to you. You can't play seven game series with 35-year-old Steph, you know, and think that he's just going to be bionic. So I'm not hey, writing me. them off yet. I think they're going to win game five. And then it's anything could happen game six. But yeah, they look tired as hell.
1: Game one and four, they had they were they had opportunities to win both those games yep. and they they just couldn't get it done. They had they had an opportunity yep. in game one, they had opportunity in game four. Steph Curry doesn't make isn't making the shot at the end of the game.
0: It's gonna be interesting to see what they do at the end of the season. If they get eliminated from this, I think statistically that um five man unit, they're starting five, Curry, Clay, Wiggins, uh Draymond and Looney was had the best net rating in the, in the league. Are they gonna blow that up? because it seems like all they need is a couple bench pieces, like the next Otto Porter, the next Sean Livingston, the next Leandro Barbosa, the next Mo Spates. Like, is it so hard to find those guys? What you did was you, you really banked on, you blew it in the draft. Kaminga, yeah. Wiseman, like Moody's good. You didn't play him all year. All this stuff really bit you.
1: Yeah, they, they did. They you know, you. Wiseman, yeah. Wiseman was a bad pick. Uh, Kaminga yeah. hasn't looked like he's been able to get anything done. He can't get so yeah. a role. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And so that's their they're young guys that they've banked on. Like you said, just haven't come through. And you know, you bring it. You you have to make you make the trade for for you know GP 2 He starts last night. He has a decent game, but
0: threw you know, up on the court. <laughs>
1: hey, you know, sometimes it's it's a hard game. Something's going
0: around on that team. Looney's yeah. sick. He's throwing up on the court. Jordan Poole can't play basketball anymore. I don't know what his excuses. <laughs> I'd love to know the Jordan Poole story, man. What happened to Jordan?
1: Hey, you know, he got guy, guy, read went too many press clipping for himself. And, and then I, uh, you know, he, I, I think I'm going to, I don't know. Nobody knows, you know, I don't know what happened in that thing between him and, and Draymond, but I can, I can easily see something happening in the practice, him doing his little, because he does have a, a little bit of a showboat to him or he, he yep. just has a little bit of immaturity to him. And Draymond decided he was going to take it into his own hands and, and let him, <laughs> let him,
0: let him have well, it. I mean, he got the $40 million-a-year extension, and Draymond hasn't gotten an extension yet from the Warriors. And if they get in a little bit of an argument in practice and Jordan says that's why they paid me instead of you, I mean, that's all it,
1: that's all it would take. <laughs> that's, that's,
0: probably. That's, that's, that's why they paid me instead of you. I don't know.
1: Yeah, especially for, for all that uh, Draymond's done for the, for the Warriors Ex- during his time there. Excuse me? Excuse me, Jordan? What did you just say to me?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'd like to think that, you know, it, it, uh, Steph Curry has it in him to give it back to LeBron, down 3-1. Sort of get that monkey off his back, but he can't do it. I don't think he can do it by himself. He have to do it three times in a row. He did it once in Sacramento. He needs help from someone. And Anthony Wiggins, he never adjusts his play. He's always going to take like twelve shots, like it's you know mid January. Yeah, he plays well, but there's just zero urgency to his game, especially on offense.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's just been a, it's been a wild series, and I know a lot of people are complaining about the fouls and all that kind of stuff. That's over hey, with. Last, last night, last night you lose by three. The difference in the game was that the Lakers hit every free throw and you missed three. So, haha, you know, that's the ha-ha.
0: Difference. <laughs> Um, also, watch the Warriors get a ton of free throws if they need them tomorrow.
1: Hey, a keep, ton, keep it, keep it going because uh, uh, what are we going into tomorrow's Wednesday? A fr- Friday yeah. night, a Friday night game in LA would be big ratings for uh, for the NBA.
0: Agree, and also, I, I have the conspiracy theory that you know that the NBA wants seven games to me. Six is good enough because six, that way both teams get three playoff games. That's a lot of money. So that that right right there, you're fair. Six is good. Seven is gravy for the whole league. But I mean, I, I think this is, although I don't think the Lakers going to straight up lay down, but it's an older team. LeBron conserves energy. Anthony Davis conserves energy. I just don't see him playing like that in game five, I think. So that means the, the, the Warriors have to get someone going. Like who who's it going to be? I can see Clay getting going at home. Can you possibly get Jordan Poole making shots again? Can
1: you? I think, is, or I think is it over. I think it needs to come from 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 Clay Thompson. I don't think. Yeah. We're, I, I think what they did. The reason you had uh, um, Peyton playing their their night was because they were trying to get Davis out of the out of the uh, yep. the bottom yep. there. They're trying to pull him up. So I think that's why he was in the game the way that they utilized him. So uh, I think it has to come from from Clay Thompson. And um, you know, after game after game was it after game two going into game three? I said, this is the game that's going to tell us what it is because usually, you know, as a road team, you you steal game one, you're like, Ooh, we got, we got it. Now we can relax as we're going to go back home. And so then you had the Warriors with a blowout and you go home and uh, they just blew them out and it's just staying there. So this, if you kind of follow that pattern, this is the game, like you said, where the Lakers might just take their foot off the gas just a little bit, give the Warriors a little bit of an opening here to make one more game go.
0: Is it too much to ask Andrew Wiggins to be more aggressive? He's, Twenty-eight years old, he should be right in his prime. He's way more physically fit than Klay Thompson, who's had a torn Achilles and torn ACL, and yet he's just you know taking a, you know doing what he always does: fourteen shots, seventeen points. I yeah, mean, can't, gotta... can't you be can't you be the second option? Can you be a second option, or do you just are you born to be a third option? I don't get that.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a, one of those guys. He's kind in between. He's he's a floater.
0: Well, he's a floater. He literally floats for every game.
1: Hell of a defender, though. I'm not trying to talk. He's a he's a
0: champion. Hell of a defender, but it's like you were you saw you see Clay working so hard on offense. It's like, dude, you're not a second option anymore. Wiggins should be, but he doesn't want to be. But Clay, wa- it's like, all right.
1: Yeah, that's that's the difference I mean, between already, where they are right now.
0: Warriors coming back and winning the series. Bet I wouldn't Ooh. bet against the Warriors. But also, Steve Kerr, man, you just stood there with your hands in your pockets when Lonnie Walker torched Steph Curry over and over and over again, like. You you make good adjustments between games, but what the hell was that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Do
0: something. <laughs> what yeah. was that? Flave says, have never said Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback in the league, LOL. I was giving you a hard time, buddy. Just that he was better than Trey. If I got any evidence showing I'm wrong, I'd re about I was giving you a hard, time.
1: A I hard need, time. I need Flav. Start following me, Flav. You need to come over and start watching my shows because these true. super chats are nice. So I need to go over here, Flav
0: uh mr lone wolf says hi grant thanks for the show biggest news about the niners this year is flave didn't leave with jimmy lmao no he's now president of the sam Darnold fan club which is good because no one else is in it he's he's the charter member he's a charter member all right who plays tonight is the game starting now
1: i don't know i haven't i'm, not, I'm not sure who else is playing in that yeah i'm sure there's an eastern conference game that's going oh, on right
0: no. now we're about to start well, my my dad had um an eye surgery today. It went well. He's up at his house napping. I'm gonna go get him some Chinese food. Get him some war wonton soup. I like the war wonton because you get a little extra, you know, a little whatnot along with the wontons. Which there's not much. It's not much better in, in life than a wonton. I love a wonton and an egg well,
1: roll. The egg rolls. I'm with And you a pot sticker. sticker. Yeah, egg rolls, Oh, you you hesitated on those wontons. Yeah, the towns, i am not sure about those—but the the pop stickers and the egg rolls to bring those bring those bad boys on.
0: Bring them up. All right, Jack. Thank you very much. Thanks everyone for watching. This was a good show. Yeah, thank you. See you guys soon.